0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another fun-filled, fun-packed episode of Conversations About Dot Dot Dot. My name is Will. Today, I get the opportunity to speak with not only Jingles Roscoe. Say hello, Jingles. Hello. But Smider has returned off assignment, ladies and gentlemen. Smider Roscoe Hi, is back with us again. I just
1: landed. I'm, I just got off the landing pad. I haven't even taken off my fatigues yet, nor have I had a chance to return to my dorm. What's up, everybody?
0: We're glad you're here, man. We're glad you're here. So, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about, well, two things primarily. Uh, one is we're going to talk a little bit about Betty White because right before the end of the year, she passed away at the age of 99. She's a couple of weeks away from becoming 100. Uh, and we're just going to talk about, you know, our favorite Betty White moments or just, you know, whatever comes to mind when we talk about Betty White. And, um, then we're gonna talk about Hawkeye today, and we're gonna talk about the show, good, bad, ugly, and all that fun stuff. So, thank you guys for sticking around. Appreciate you uh, coming in and listening. And so, first things first, uh, gentlemen, uh, your thoughts on Betty White? Uh, I thought she was awful. She, she was, was the, worst the worst part
1: of Golden Girls.
2: Uh, now, oh, now this is
1: the time. This is the time for us, I guess, to also just sort of. Pour on love and admiration for somebody that has been in the industry way long. Way... Over seventy yeah. years. Yeah. Uh my first exposure to her was Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't say that to pat myself on the back for anything. I just say that like that's like Mama Roscoe loved Golden Girls and she introduced us to that. And that's how we got introduced to Betty Huat. Betty,
3: what?
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, it was actually watching reruns of the Betty of the Mary Tyler Moore show, and then watching reruns of Match Game. And she was all over that show, like every couple of episodes at least. If she wasn't on the majority of the episodes, several years, I mean, she was on a lot of them. Uh, she was also on Mama's Family. Uh, as a, she she wasn't always on there. She was kind of one of those cousins that came to visit every so often. And apparently her and Eunice didn't get along that well. And she let her know every time she got that they didn't get along. But then my most memorable moment with her, yeah, was Golden Girls as well. Um, Now, of course, she was also on a show called Community, which I love, written by Dan Harmon uh, for NBC. She was in the second season of that show. And then she was also at Hot in in Cincinnati. That was on Nickelodeon. So she was just all over the place. She was in a movie with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. She was just all over the place. She she was definitely a person that was all over pop culture. And one of my favorite things about her wasn't even really anything that she did in the big screens. It was she had a variety. She was on a variety show for a while, and there was a I think it was a black tap dancer. And this again, I don't have the exact facts in front of me, so if I mess this up, I'm sorry. I'm gonna put that out there, so if somebody can tell me. more specifics that'd be great but anyway and so they didn't want him on the show she basically gave him an ultimatum of it's either him or me like either he comes on or I'm not here anymore like I won't work for a group of people that treat him differently because he's black like that's not gonna happen and so she kind of stood for him in that moment and they decided to keep him on the show (laughs) because it was her show it's kind of hard to you know not have her on it if it's her show. So, but anyway, I thought that was really cool. But she just she had a lot of funny moments. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think her appearance on SNL was like still one of the most watched SNLs ever in the history of like the show of Saturday Night Live. And I remember it was a write-in vote. Like people wrote in for her to get on there. Like they they had no plans on actually having her ever host the show until a bunch of people on there on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Started getting on there and messaging the the people that be higher powers that be at Saturday Live. And it was just like, you need to have her host a show. You know, this is kind of before the days where people would just make polls and be like, you know, make uh, surveys and stuff and be like, hey, you need to do this or change this. A lot of those uh, little polls don't really work well. They just get a bunch of people to sign them, and then people still just say, no, nah, we're not doing it. But Lauren Michaels listened and they were just like, we need to get her on and people watched. And I watched Betty White do what all the Betty White could do. So
3: And mm-hmm.
1: that's it. That's all of our Betty White memories. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, uh, she had a massive career. She did. To yeah. say that, you know, like we can even start chipping away at the surface of that is pretty foolhardy.
0: Yeah. She was a I prolific
1: mean, she... actress and a really, really great comedian. And it's uh, This is one of those times where I don't feel like we got cheated by her death. Right. Because she put in so much work over so much time that her body of work will definitely outlast her in, uh-huh. in all respects.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true, true, very true. I don't know. She, she had a lot for animals. Uh, she talked a lot of times in interviews, like serious interviews, about the fact that she preferred being around animals to people. Because she said, "I love children, but the problem is children become people, and I love animals a lot more than I love people." Although she was great at entertaining people, you know, she said it was just something about it. And then I think somebody asked her what would be the thing that they. Were, I think they were talking about more like civil unrest. This right around the times so of the riots and things like back in 2020. And I think it might have been Katie Couric that asked the question, you know, what do we need to do to make the world a better place, especially in a world we're so divided right now? He said, well, I can't affect, I personally can't affect anyone else's life. Um, but if I try to do better in the circle of people I'm around, and then that inspires other people to be better in the circles that they're around. Eventually, it's not a matter of me doing something grand to change the world. It's just something I need to do to change the And if everybody is inspired to do the best they can to change their worlds, then over time, the whole world will get affected by it.
1: Well, I suppose that's just the plan. What else have we got, Will?
0: Alright, so I did have a little bit of clip here. I was just going to play it. Uh, It's a couple of favorite moments. Uh, The first clip that's on there will be a uh, short little thing where David Letterman asked uh, Betty White about her top ten. You know, I'm not going to describe it. it. Just We're just going to play it. Presenting
1: tonight's top ten list, the lovely and talented Betty White. Betty, come on out and...
4: Betty White. Thank you so much,
1: Betty. The category, Betty White Tips for Living a Long and Happy Life, here we go. Number 10.
4: Get at least eight hours of beauty sleep. Nine if you're ugly. Doesn't hurt. Go that extra hour. Uh,
1: number nine.
4: Exercise. Or, don't, what the hell do I
1: care? <laughs> you didn't have a dog in this fight. Uh, number eight.
4: Never apologize. It shows weakness. That's right. Number seven. The best way to earn a quick buck is a slip and fall lawsuit. <laughs> uh, number six. Avoid tweeting any photos of your private parts.
2: Number six.
1: Number five.
4: Schedule a nightly appointment with Dr. Johnny Walker.
1: Yeah, yeah, buddy. Number four.
4: Take some wheatgrass, soy paste, and carob. Toss in the garbage and cook yourself a big-ass piece of pork. Number three. Try not to die.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Number two.
4: Never dwell on past mistakes. Especially you, LeBron. Thank you. Thank you very much. And
2: uh, the number one Betty White tip for living a long and happy life.
4: Don't waste your time watching this crap. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Mike, come on! Mike, what's your deal, oh, man? Oh,
4: come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby! Use oh, 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 Snickers. Better? Better. Animalia, phylum, cordata. The class is mammalia, cause boobies, we gotta. Order is primate, family, hominidity. The genus is, but you know you're into me. Cause I am in the species known as sapien. Dogs used to eat me, but now they bring the paper in. It's gonna take a lot to get me away from you. Damn, damn. There's nothing nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. do. Sapien, I bless the the rains rains down in Africa. Bless I bless rain. the rains down in Africa I
0: bless the rains down in Africa. Africa And we're back. That was just my little kind of tribute to Betty White. Some favorite moments I personally have from her, whether it's David Letterman, a Snickers commercial, or her uh, end on the first episode of Season 2 of Community. Um, Betty White, man, just, yeah. Big bucket to win, mm-hmm. as far as life goes, and as far as your entertainment. Thank you, Benny. Thank um, you, Benny. Thank you, thank you, Benny You you left the world in a better place than where you came into, and I wish that all of us could do that. So, all right, but now we're gonna roll gears, switch gears, and talk about uh, Pizza Dog, and Archer, and. The people that that archer inspired.
2: Uh, the Pizza Dog show only. Nope, we're only talking about Pizza Dog.
1: I thought we told no, you okay. this, Will. You, you, remember, oh, no.
2: you remember the time in the show when they got Pizza Dog? When they were and the the dog ate the pizza and they're like, oh, Pizza Dog. Like, oh, that's his name, Pizza and then Dog. The, and then the laugh track hit. Ah, ha, ha, ha,
3: ha, ha,
1: And then there was that one guy in the... Ba-doo, ba-doo, no, ba-doo, ba-doo, no, 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 no. My ba-doo. favorite is when there's no laughter... And is that one guy in the audience going, ah,
0: ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah, about Hawkeye. Of course, we're talking about Disney Plus' Hawkeye. Uh, the series is wrapped for this season. We don't know. They've not announced whether we're going to get a second season of the show or not. Um,. I mean, I don't know that we need another season because I feel like the, rest, the, the any after effects of this show are going to spit out into some of war movies and other shows, but we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. But anyway, so let's get into some Hawkeye. Uh, good, bad, ugly. Uh, I'll start off with a little bit of ugly that I couldn't stand about it, which was... Oh. Not, no, not so much the show. This not so much the show.
1: This is what I got to hear. Okay.
0: It's the controversy people were running around talking about the fact that this isn't the Hawkeye show, it's the Kate Bishop show. I know they said why we're just replacing Hawkeye with this other girl who's going to become Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, and my response guys. to that is, first of all, did you not read the Mad Fraction run the stuff was based on? No,
1: dude, of course not.
0: Yeah, people don't read comics. Did you, did read you not comics. read
3: no,
1: man, Young K- Avengers
0: Flyer, like Kate Kate Bishop in the MCU was not brought in to to at least to me and to other people that have read the books the same way as they brought her into to you because in the comics she was in a young she was a young Avenger she was just Kate Bishop for the longest time and you and she takes the name Hawkeye when she thinks that Clint Barton's dead in the comics and so she wants to honor and tribute the name of the Hawkeye the the hero that she loved the most as far as a, as, as she was a fan of his. And so she learned archery. she's learned all this stuff. She did all these things. And it just blows my mind when people come out. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. It, it, it Clint Barton. I'm like, Clint Barton is the glue that holds the whole thing together.
1: Uh, you know how, so you, you look- know how I can tell that Will's annoyed by this, bro? How's that? He cuts himself off. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a point and then goes, all right, now listen. <laughs> to this hypothetical uh, woman. I, in well, front of him, he's he's definitely he was just, he's, he's fighting the internet right now. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. I'm sitting back going, it's it's weird when uh, I'm listening and you're cutting yourself off,
0: Will. Well, okay, but, I don't know, I, I don't know how to no, I say but, weird you know, in a
1: fun way. Yeah. <laughs> so, i here's
0: fun. the thing: at the end of the day, Hawkeye is the glue to hold the whole thing together. Um, Kate Bishop sees Hawkeye fighting aliens during the attack on New York. If she doesn't see Hawkeye doing what Hawkeye does, she's not inspired to become like him. Alright, Echo is a character that's introduced later on in the show. If she doesn't see Ronan coming through killing a bunch of people, including her dad, she's not inspired on the track she's on.
1: I think you might have lost me for a second. What's the complaint that you're bringing up the counterpoint to?
0: So the whole complaint was it's just the Kate Bishop show. We're just replacing oh, right, which is a massive
1: misnomer. Which is right. like, which is not true at all. Here's
2: right. here's my stance on because this happens a lot mm-hmm. and we talk uh-huh. about this stuff a lot on this podcast. Yeah. If ignorant people are gonna say ignorant things, yeah, I ignore them. <laughs> and you
1: wanna know something? Uh I think that's great of you. I also realized something about myself not that long ago, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because the between the three of us, we have three different approaches. Yeah. Yours, I think, is the most correct, bro, and that is, just ignore it. Thank you. Will's approach is, uh, it's wrong, so I need to get this out of my body, or else this venom's going to burn through the floor. Venom! Venom!
3: <laughs> and uh, me,
1: I'm tickled by it. I, I get a kick out of... Because... Uh, well, especially, like, last night, because we also heard some just, like, really dumb takes on the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And I was, like, just by the thumbnails that I saw from the videos, I was all like, I have to know. I have to know how bad of an argument this person is making for themselves. And that, what you're talking about right there, Will, is a case of, I'm kind of tickled by that. I, I kind of get a laugh out of people that are like well it was really more of the Kate Bishop show like why would they bother calling it Hawkeye and I'm thinking to myself well they're both Hawkeye yeah I mean, they're both Hawkeye and it's really not that big of a deal and yeah they're they have to set up they have to set up a uh, an origin for Kate Bishop as well as providing some sort of closure for Clint which what, oh, this show gave us more Clint than I think we've had over his entire exposure across the MCU
0: Dang yeah. right so yeah yeah People kind of, of
1: like Hawkeye yeah well he, he, here's the funny thing people don't like the don't like something that may seem silly until they have to basically prove that it's still very cool mm-hmm like think about how many people made fun of Hawkeye after the Avengers, right? Oh yeah, and, and even then he we, did, and then we carried that all the way onto the Hawkeye show. And I can guarantee, I have seen people watching the show, and they're suddenly going like, "Never mind, I like Hawkeye now." Oh, all of a right. sudden, your oh, Hawkeye stands. Oh, it, now you like him? Oh, it's almost like he was a good character before, and now you're suddenly seeing it.
0: Yeah. Definitely so. I just want to confront that whole thing and basically say, you know, if you haven't taken the time to read the source material, don't be critical of what they're doing, because I feel like what they did in the writing was pretty masterful. Yeah. Um, Kate worked her butt off to get where she was, but she still, her biggest stroke, her biggest character flaw was that she's super headstrong, almost to the point of jumping into stuff, not necessarily knowing how to get out of it, sometimes. But I thought was that was cool, because some female characters especially are just written to just master everything. And she was not the master of everything. I'm glad they wrote her that way. I'm glad they wrote her with flaws where she would make mistakes and where, you know, she didn't always do the right thing and you know, sometimes she did mess up. But there were there were really awesome opportunities for her to learn and grow, so by the time you get to the end of the series, you feel like she's earned it. Yeah. No,
1: my it wasn't favorite is uh my favorite is this is how little people actually know what the term actually means because of how much it's used. My favorite is how they, I've seen people throw around the term uh, Mary Sue at her, which wow. is the absolute, which is probably the worst term you could have used to describe Kate Bishop in the show.
2: People like to use the, the term Mary Sue as a female character that I don't like. Yes. Instead it, of what it actually is. Yeah. It's like when people use "epic" for everything. Yeah. Oh, I've I've seen your skin crawl when the when that happens. Epic has become my least favorite word because of how overused it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I stopped uh, watching Jazza because he uh, he titled "epic" in every single one it's of his videos. It's an epic drawing challenge. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like Jazza. <laughs> I'm a bikey man from a, a bikey, bikey gang. gang. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i can't i don't know part of me kind of of, just can't get enough of these really really shallow takes that Mm -hmm. i hear every once in a while but yeah mary Um, sue
2: is used way too much Way too much
1: to the point that like it it's one of those things where people think they know what it is but they barely understand it if you actually ask them to define it they couldn't yeah exactly that's the worst part um and I I just thought of something else when Will was talking about, you know, if you read the comics. Will, I agree. People don't do that. People don't read the comics. People don't read the comics. That being said, I appreciate your perspective on that because I'm tackling it from the context of the product itself versus mm-hmm. what the product is based off of. Because uh-huh. there are a lot of comics yeah, exactly. and there are a lot of stories out there that are o- either only okay or only have a few good ideas in its printed form. But then when it's elevated to its higher form, which we'll call in this moment, we'll call the animation form the higher form, in this, it ends up becoming a better product. Okay. Like, I'll throw out manga here, for example. The manga for Attack on Titan. The art in there ranges from decent to pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when it ended up when it wound up becoming animated, it was gorgeous. Yeah. Now for
2: the most part. I mean Yeah, you know, for the most part. The, that's the, true. The later seasons have like really weird models for the, <laughs> for the Titans, but it's whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's honestly whatever. Like I don't expect mm-hmm. that much from anime companies anymore. Yeah.
1: Now, I say that to give an example of sometimes when something is adapted into another media, it's actually better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes. I'm not saying that this is the case because both the Matt Fraction run is critically acclaimed and Hawkeye has been received extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say that because I also don't want it to get too caught up in the minutiae of it's different so it's bad mm-hmm. because I know will you're from the older generation of nerd where if it wasn't comic accurate it was bad and that's uh I think that that's int- I'm one I'm happy that you don't personally see it that way you know that like it, the story just plain has to work in any regard. Right um but i'm i'm also kind of glad that you're the one to provide the counterpoint to older nerds who might still see it that way if it's not comic accurate then it's bad mm-hmm. yeah
0: it still goes back for me it goes back to the a first x-men movie the or x-men movie where there's that moment where Wolverine, or Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, of course, is sitting there in the chair, and old boy is playing Cyclops. Is there, and he says, "What? This these outfits are really stupid, and they're really snug." And then Cyclops is from says, "What? Do you think it'd be better running around a yellow and blue spandex?" Like, which that just tells me right there, like, okay, we're never gonna probably see that outfit listed this series of movies. But I was okay with that. Because I understand if you put this guy in a bright yellow and blue outfit, it's not going to look really good compared to the rest of the team in live action. You know, was there a way they could have toned it down probably to make it work? Yeah. But they didn't have to do that. Like, they did a good enough story in that movie. They didn't have to do that. I never had to see Wolverine in the outfit. You know. But it worked. That's the thing. It's like, you know, some, thing, some things you can get away with more. Some things I'm looking for it. If I don't see it, I'm like, eh. Sometimes we're looking for it. I was like, you know, it's a, sometimes, uh, especially with Kevin Feige, for example, I do love to throw in little Easter eggs. Y'all still look just, it's not so much that you have to know. That's the thing. You, have, you never have had to have read the Matt Fraction run to enjoy the show. But if you have read the stuff, there's certain things that come out in there. And you're just like, oh, cool. Wait, that's a reference to this. Oh, cool, that's a reference to this. Oh, cool, that's a reference to this. And you just, you just get to be in the know in that regard. So I think it's important to understand that everything isn't going to always translate directly to screen in a way it's going to work. So sometimes it's better not to do it. If you can't do it well, sometimes it's better just not to do it at all.
2: So, but- but then they don't get money if they do that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, but then they don't get money.
0: Well, I mean, I think the first X Men movie did pretty well for itself. I mean, you know, not bad. about the time we got to the third one, where they did the Dark Phoenix thing, that was kind of a horrid what mess.
1: What about X Two, X
2: Men United?
1: What about Days of Future Past?
0: Oh gosh, that movie had a headache. What about First Class?
1: What about Dark Phoenix Rising? Oh god, that movie.
0: Will oh, what about the bad movie? What about I was specifically talking about. The first X-Men movie, y'all. Will well,
2: did not yeah. talk about bad movie. Going to write angry <sighs> Going to now. write angry letter. Will, Will. ruins X-Men. <laughs> Will is not true fan. <laughs> uh, speaking of X-Men, uh, Cosmonaut is going through all the X-Men movies. Oh, I don't trust that Doing for a review damn for it. Oh, you should watch it. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I was surprised oh, to see like how much I agreed with him on a bunch of things, and it's funny because uh, a few of those movies he had he hadn't actually seen before. Uh, so by doing all of them and doing a review for all of them, he's 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 fresh in his mind for all the stuff that was going on with them. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting.
0: We're interested to follow those and see how he feels about them. I'm just curious because, like I said. So it, that first movie to me was really, I felt like it was one of the best out of the whole series. There were some I could have completely done without. Any other ones dealing with Dark Phoenix, I'm sorry, they were horrid. As far as I was concerned. Um,
1: That's not exactly a hot take. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, no, it's not.
2: A totally normal take. That's pretty mild, actually. Yeah, the
0: same way. But I'm just saying, when it comes to certain. I was specifically talking more about the idea of it has to be comic accurate 100% of the time or no, it doesn't I gotcha. work. And I would say, no, because we do it well, it doesn't matter. Because if a person has never read the comic, that's, you know, we talked about She-Hulk a couple of weeks ago and how the She-Hulk thing, where they changed She-Hulk to look like the sensational She-Hulk again. And it's like, I'm glad they did that because Marvel would be stupid to keep trying to sit there and sell this super, super dude looking She-Hulk. when they are about to drop a Disney Plus series where She-Hulk's going to look like a woman.
2: Yeah, especially considering that the doodly She-Hulk isn't even the most popular or a most well-known version of She-Hulk. Right. Oh, I, I right. wanted to bring this up when we were talking about She-Hulk while Sister was here. Um, do you guys know why Marvel created She-Hulk?
0: Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you go into that a little bit? It's
2: just, so, I just, just really quick, because I, I want to go back yeah. to Hawkeye. Um, but, so... The whole TV show was made, and it was really popular. Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, great show. Mm-hmm. Um, the director didn't want to make it a comic book show. That's why he's called David Banner instead of Bruce Banner, because Bruce Banner oh, still... Right. Was, that was back when sounds... they were still too embarrassed to like yeah. comics. They were too embarrassed to like comics. Um, and uh, around the same time... Uh, it was the $6 million man uh, was a show. Uh, and then a different company wanted to capitalize on the popularity of that show and created Bionic Woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order for uh, them to not get got by a different company. Yeah. Uh, they created She-Hulk. So that it was like, oh, we got a female version of the Hulk already. You, so now you can't do it. Nice. And, and then, you know, they made it made her a really good character or whatever she i've I've been told she's got like really good assets so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's why they they made she hulk but then you know she actually became a good character so yeah and then she
1: Ah. wound up becoming beloved
2: yeah
0: yeah that's awesome i I did not realize that whole story of the how and it Being influenced by the bad woman—that's pretty cool. It makes right? sense. It, it makes. A Jamie lot of Summers, sense Jamie Summers, Jamie Summers running around going. Doo, mm. doo, doo.
1: But speaking of lawyers, oh, watch me. You guys want to see me do something cool with a with a logic thread? Bring it all back. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Speaking of lawyers, Matt Murdock. Played by Charlie Cox, super happy that he's been folded back in. And then speaking of uh, Daredevil, uh, Kingpin, and Kingpin Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. Kate I love Bishop. it. I
0: love it. But, that but was easy. That, that sounded yeah.
2: like a struggle. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no, man, it was super oh. easy. Can you hand me a tissue? My nose is bleeding. Oh, yeah, here Thank you go. You. I had to jump it, through is all my eye twitching. Work. It feels like my eyes twitching.
2: Is it? Was there any other bad that we wanted or to talk really about? Really ugly. Well, that we wanted to. Cover? Yeah, I guess that so it was technically. That bad was, still was on more the about
0: ugly. the controversy. Yeah, that, that bad was more about the controversy about the show really before it even got started. Like once like the first couple of episodes, because they dropped the two, first two episodes together due to them want, not wanting to run into the book of bubble fat. So they did two episodes, and then the rest they started doing weekly after that. And so that first couple of episodes that came out, everybody was just like, oh my gosh, it's just Kate Bishop. It shouldn't be that. Like, y'all are missing the whole point, man. Yes. Well,
1: when you go da 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 da, what is in that space?
0: Okay, so let me say it again without the da 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 da. Okay. So. Oh my God! this is just crazy and I don't understand. Why would they just not have Clint Barton? It's a Hawkeye show. We know who Clint Barton is already. Well, know, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't agree with it. I feel like it should just be Hawkeye. Why is Kate Bishop? and Why are they mixing Kate Bishop up in my cocktail with Hawkeye? <laughs> <What a fun laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I am not happy. I am not adjusted to this well, and I feel like I should be satisfied. Disney should listen to me, and all the other people on the internet that feel the same way I do. All five of us, <laughs> except for the fact that Disney's a multi, multi-billion-dollar conglomerate, and they don't care about what you think. Uh, Fair. That's all. Uh, thank you, Will.
2: Disney doesn't <laughs> care about your feelings. good <laughs> sure day
1: ever.
0: Thank you, Will. <laughs> See, people think that I don't have words in it. I do. 99.9% of the time, I have things to say.
2: It's literally his uh, vocal equivalent of et cetera, etcetera. Et One more time, et cetera.
0: Et, cetera. et cetera. So what did we love about the show? Do you mind if, I'm going to say since Spider hasn't been with us in a while, I'd like Spider to start us off.
1: I, for a second there, I thought I thought for a second, Will, you were about to say, y'all mind if I praise Hawkeye for a sec? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to do that when it's my turn. It's and then you do thing. the dance. Um, <laughs> what did I like about Hawkeye? I think just starting from the beginning when we had to deal with Hawkeye sitting there and watching Rogers the Musical, uh, I – I I enjoyed this side of Clint where there's this mental and emotional fatigue that has been just catching up with him and has taken more of its toll on him. But it always shows him that he's still clearly capable. There are some skills that he has that are so ingrained into who he is that it's never really going to dull for him. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I loved is that I was worried that we were going to see Clint basically off his game. Basically just be kind of washed up at this point. But he wasn't. He he was still just as great as we all remember him. And Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that I loved the most was watching Clint carry on and then figure out how to be a supportive figure to Kate Bishop because she was clearly willing to learn everything that he was willing to teach her and I think that it sort of peaked for me during the final episode when they just started launching all of these insane different types of arrows that i just mm-hmm. couldn't get enough of cuz i i i was there was a while where i was worried that they wouldn't lean into it too much just going as a character because i i don't know you guys have you guys have heard me complain about like dc doing this thing where they feel like they either have to make fun of the comics, or they have to reject the comics mm-hmm. like they're almost embarrassed by the comics but one like once again, Marvel has shown that they just love the source material, and yeah. that was shown like that I think the clearest example of that is the trick arrows, yep yeah. and how they were able to implement those into the show with even Hawkeye being all like, I don't know. There were, like, I, like well, I don't use trick arrows all the time because sometimes just a regular arrow does fine. And that's true. A regular arrow would be more practical than a whoopee cushion arrow. But wouldn't it be cool to see him pull out the whoopee cushion arrow? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And it
1: was. It was a lot of fun just to see them push that variety and it, I, I wouldn't, I'm not saying that that's like the only example that shows that they love the source material. It's the cleanest example that I can think of.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. I have this ball. Who wants it?
0: I mean, I'll, I'll take it.
2: All right. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, Will already has it. All right. All right.
1: All right. P- bouncing the ball back to Will.
0: Okay. So, first things first, uh, can we just admit That perhaps the greatest uh, bad guy in the MCU Disney Plus shows is PTSD. Because it seems like 90% of people that are in these Disney Plus shows are doing a whole lot of PTSD as far as their being heroes, which is interesting because, again, it's like this idea of these heroes, you kind of put them up on a pedestal, you kind of lift them up above everybody else. Then you start realizing Clint's dealing with the loss of his friend the fact that he tried to stop her and he couldn't. Uh, He's trying to be a good dad to his kids. You know, he's dealing with the fact that he's lost his hearing over time with this stuff. Um, He meets this girl because she puts on this costume that he thought was not available to the general public anymore. And because this thing happens, he feels obligated to kind of clean up the mess. But over time, he develops a Bond with this girl who just wants to be a hero like he did You know for a while, you know, you hear him say stuff like I was a weapon. They pointed me in different directions It was until the, the near the end of the series where he basically says we're a team And we're doing this. I'm not leaving until you're good You know So you kind of see him shift in his belief in himself and understanding that I did inspire this girl to want to be better yeah, I did accidentally inspire this girl to want to kill me, but that's a whole other thing. Um, I mean, even just little touches when you talked about earlier, Smider, when you talked about them loving source material. Echo's dad grabbing her face and the bloody handprint on her face as he is dying. mean, it's like, dude, that's the freaking makeup that she wears in the comics, except it's white, not red. But it's like because she remembers when he does die and he does put the hand on her face and that hand prints there. So that's what she uses in her actual outfit. So hopefully when we get the spin off series we'll see that. Uh, but just man, just the the pim arrows though. Those pim arrows were just mm-hmm. beautiful. Like the fact that you had the one that could grow the big arrow that as Kate shoots the arrow up, he's just like, go high. And she's just like, boom. And then he hits it right as it's coming down. And it's like, Dude, This is cool. And then later, when they're in the big fight in the last episode, and he like shrinks the shrinks the van as it's jumping off the stage, trying to hit him, and he shrinks it. And then I look it out, and it's just like, so what are we going to do? And the owl that's in the tree shows up, grabs the van, and pulls it off. I'm just like, yeah, they're going to die. Like, the owl's going to eat them. Like I don't know how the owl gets through the metal, but I mean, more likely, yeah, they're gonna die. Like <laughs> it's like crazy to me. I mean, just even down to, of course, the Yelena of it all. Oh my gosh, Fourth Pugh. Couldn't you know, I, 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 I not get uh, yeah. enough of her. I, I just would have loved to have seen a whole show where Yelena Belova and Kate Bishop hang out. <laughs> Like, that's a spinoff I want to see. Like, Hawkeye, the new Hawkeye, Yelena on Bishop. That'd be cool to me. I
2: personally uh, don't yeah. know if I could handle that much awkward for that long. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, but over time, I feel like they'd get better, too. I feel like Kate's opened it up as a student that, like, she would gradually learn more from Yelena over time. And Yelena would appreciate the fact, the heart that Kate Bishop has.
1: You know, it's it's... Interesting because uh, hidden boss Josh was also like speculating that, <laughs> yeah. And I was also thinking, it's all like, but I, you know, I was immediately thinking, like, ah, I'm not sure about that, I don't think we're gonna get that.
0: Well, I don't know if we're gonna get it, I would love to see it, but I don't know if we're gonna get it.
2: But he's already uh, writing the scripts right now, he's already writing right. the fan fiction.
0: Hey, gotta start somewhere, remember, Fifty Shades of Grey. I as a fanfic of, of uh, Twilight, just saying. I, I think anyway, we can
2: all agree that we, we didn't need Fifty Shades of Grey. We were poor for it. <laughs> oh, no, but all. you know who needed
0: it? The writer, because she got paid a crap ton of money. Not just for the books, but for the movie rights. Mm-hmm. You know so. what? I
1: will hand that to you. I will hand that to you, Will. Um, I'm just looking at this giant chart right next to me of all the other times that that has worked out in the same capacity. <laughs>
3: It doesn't. Way, it it that sure doesn't doesn't is work a out.
1: big fat zero. Yeah, true, true. But <laughs> in that case,
0: it worked. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, yeah, the Vincent D'Onofrio reveal. When they revealed him, they revealed in that picture that 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 it was indeed the kingpin, and it was the version of kingpin. That that's another weird, ugly thing that somebody mentioned. That they're like, is the kingpin is too powerful? He got took a arrow shot to the shots to the chest. He shouldn't have been able to do that." The one in Daredevil, I'm like, okay, they've already stated that the Netflix Marvel stuff, in and of itself, is not canon with the MCU. Other th- other than what they referenced to the event, like because there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to get all those characters crossed over to you. So that's why they refer to those as their own separate things. That's why this version. Yes, Vincent D'Onofrio plays the Kingpin, but he doesn't need to be that version. that was in the Daredevil show. Just like I'm sure at some point when Charlie Cox puts on the Daredevil outfit again, he's not going to be exactly the same version of Daredevil from the Netflix show.
1: He probably will. You know, I, mean, it sure seems I don't like think it. they're
0: gonna. I don't think they're gonna let him be quite
1: as violent though. So he, I think. What you're trying to get at is that, look, man, that was the Netflix show. That had a completely different creative team. This True. is
2: now the Hawkeye show. Yeah. And the fact that he's, he's being more accurate to how he is in the comics in yeah. that sense. Yeah. And
1: look, man, they're both live action shows. And to tell you the truth, they're really not that far from each other. If yeah. we are really going to get technical with it. So well, I don't even think it's that much of a stretch. However, there are a lot of other. I'm sure there are plenty of people that think that it's too much of a stretch. I yeah. think that Vincent D'Onofrio can handle getting hit by a car and then bomb blasted with bombs. Right. What? But in my head, I think yeah, that feels that feels pretty par for the course. That feels like Kingpin to me. Like Kingpin is handle that kind of stuff. I'm sitting there and I'm all like that. That that feels like Kingpin. And I mean, like he
2: didn't he didn't get out of that unscathed. Yeah. It why did does everybody?
1: Why does everybody word it like like he didn't get hurt?
2: Yeah. No, he got hurt. It yeah. hurt. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't die. Yeah. Which yeah. it's because he's a he's a brick house. Yeah.
0: He's got muscle. He's got muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles that nowhere in the comics has ever said he's superhuman, but he lifts superhuman amounts of weight. Yes. I mean, he does things that no, normal people his size could not do. But whatever the reason, whether you want to call it height and training, whatever you want to call it, he still does stuff in the comics that, that normal people his size could never do. And that's fine. I can deal with that. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that he's a little bit more menacing. Like, like the fact that he rips a car door off the hinges. <laughs> like that's, Vanessa, like I would Vanessa. advise against you leaving All right come come with me talk to me you know I mean, like, again that makes him feel like more of a menace when you can do that because I'm sorry if it's you know if he just opened the door it like you know it doesn't feel as menacing as if he, he ripped the door off the hinges and the dude was dead he you know
1: I think that speaks of his growth as a person last time he did that he crushed a dude's head with a car door
0: that's true. That's true.
1: And now he was, uh, now, you know what? Kingpin was willing to still talk about it a little bit. He was still probably going to kill her,
0: but, you
1: know, he wasn't going to do it in the card or in in the public.
0: Right. And I did find out, by the way, something interesting, because I think I mentioned it during the trailer talk, what we did. Apparently, the reason why Echo has a prosthetic leg is because the actress that's playing Echo has a prosthetic leg. And cool. so they were just like, well, we can use that. Like, because somebody, somebody suggested originally, they were like, we could cover that up with CG. And they are like, no. No, it fits the character. We're leaving it as is. And so they decided to leave it as is. So that's a, you know, it's like, it just shows this is yet another thing that this character has had to overcome in order to be who she is. Yep. And so, I love that. I love the portrayal of Maya. Uh, I know that the friend of hers that was able to sign, I can't think of his name right now, but he was there in the comics as well. And so I appreciate the fact that he was kind of playing, playing roles. Like he was trying to, you know, he was kind of behind the thing. And like, he was to the point when Daredevil said, when, I mean Daredevil, when Kingpin says, you know, you've been second in the command long enough. It's time to remind the people why they should be afraid of us. And it's like now you understand his motivation for why he wasn't there when tonight his that her dad got killed. You know, they, I feel like the story. I'm just just, just summarize this, and I want to just rant, rant, rant for I love the way it was written. I really appreciate the fact that we had a, a superhero who has served as an avenger who was dealing with hearing loss, dealing with hearing issues. He had a lot of parallels between Maya. He had a lot of parallels between Kate Bishop. Um, the fact that his wife you find out that they were hinting to the fact that she could be mockingbird without just flat out calling her mockingbird
1: i thought we already uh, had mockingbird in agents of
0: shield yeah but agents of shield technically is a canon with the rest of the mcu except That's for the what time whatever and the,
1: about the netflix show you know what yeah it was canon it was
0: canon it was canon for a bit yep they did say that but they have gone back and said as far as the future projects going forward they're not going to reference other stuff as a shield to the other things.
1: Well, that doesn't mean it's not canon. It just means that's, that's, that that's, we're not, not yeah. trying to incorporate that yet. Which I
2: I miss Colson, man. Like well, I don't I understand I why we too, can't Coulson back. Colson's dead. <laughs> 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 I'm rolling over on the floor. Agent Phil Colson was a non character in the movies. Then he had more characterization in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for, and then he served one purpose
1: in Avengers. Mm-hmm. He got to call them right that before to, they did the strike. That was to give the team a reason to avenge.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, then, he, uh, then also he called the strike in on uh, Agent Ultron. That led to him going after right. Von Strucker and him. Because that was the reference in the, the show. He's the, yeah. So they did that he did play a small part in it, but that was about it. And yeah. But overall I love the show. I love the way they wrote it. I love the finale. I love the fact that Kate had to make some hard decisions, just like Hawkeye kept telling her. I love the idea that Yelena at one point would literally say, You ran out in the street to save a dog and that's cool with you are you're, you're you got cool points with me because of that. And I was just like and then when when yeah just oh we'll talk about stuff as we go but i don't want to go to but yeah it's i enjoyed the series it's one of my favorite disney plus shows there i said it
2: i thought it was good
1: what what were some of your favorite things about it bro
2: uh a lot of what was already said Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i I like yelena i like what she did in, in like and i was talking with the guys over here um Yelena feels like a kind of character that is like created in a way that I'm supposed to like her. Um and she's oh she's quirky but she's also deadly and and all this other stuff. Interesting. Um, and uh I do like her, but I don't like feeling that um she was crafted in a particular way to make me like her. Mm. You know? I don't like that idea but I I accept it because I do like Yelena. Um uh I thought the wrapping up that they did with Ronin and the whole storyline there was very cool. Um obviously seeing Vincent D'Onofrio again was really cool. Um I thought the writing was good. I thought the the story itself the Tracksuit Mafia were a bunch of bumbling dingbats Um, and I kind of like that it's been a long time since we had just like really bumbling dumb henchmen Uh, because so many things they've been needing like really good henchmen and I feel like the the tracksuit Mafia kind of exists despite their best efforts um, and they exist because I guess Kingpin makes it so that they continue to exist. Um, but you know, uh, I've I never read the Matt Fraction run uh, Spider, and I were uh, thinking about picking it up soon. Um, and uh, so, so I I go into these shows hoping that the shows themselves stand on their own merits. They stand on their own, regardless of how good "quote unquote" the source material is. And this was a good show; it was delightful. I mean, obviously, they they took a lot of ideas and stuff from the Matt Fraction run, um, but it's still its own thing. Uh, it's not like a one-to-one recreation because we right. we don't get that in the MCU, and I'm fine with that. And I've explained why I'm fine with that. Um, so yeah, there was there was a lot that I I liked about the show uh i think personally i so first of all i want to say i i think it's a really really good show uh but mm. i think personally um i wasn't as hooked as some of the other shows that i've seen uh i think loki is probably the best one right now
1: I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think in terms of commercial success and critical acclaim, Loki is at the top right now for most people. Right.
2: I mean, it's at the top for me as far as these Disney Plus shows go. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't really know why, because I do think the show is good. I just uh, was didn't love it as, as much as I thought I would. Um, okay. And that's fine. Uh, I don't have to love everything that the MCU puts out. Uh, but right. I still like pretty much everything that the MCU has put out. So, uh, this, this goes into, I like it. Uh, and I think people okay. that might be interested should check it out. I'm going to go ahead and put in the, I like it bucket.
1: <laughs> 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 Coincidentally, it's right next to the and made of the same material as the, uh, I don't like it bucket, which at this point
2: I should probably get two different buckets and you should probably label them. I'll do it tomorrow. would
1: not okay. a bad idea. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I put all that. I put all those supplies and labeling stuff in the I don't care about it bucket, which <laughs> is right next to the other two. Ah,
0: okay. Well, that would that would make things interesting.
1: No, no, not really. They all look the same.
0: So, is there anything about the series that we didn't like? Any, anything that we might have had questions about?
1: Well, I think Jingle has already voiced some of his complaints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see. I am genuinely having a hard time thinking about stuff that I didn't like. I loved Yelena. I, I loved say- seeing her around because I, yeah. uh, after seeing more of her, I sort of described her as the world's deadliest child. Because she has this, like, wide eyed fascination for the world around her, but she's also an incredibly deadly assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really thought about okay. it that
0: way, but I could see what? that.
1: Did it. Oh. Uh. Rogers the musical made me uh made my skin crawl, but I think in the in the best ways. <laughs> what about you? What didn't you like?
0: I, I, I think we're gonna need to get uh Tina, the ultimate fangirl Clayton, on here and give her the assignment of okay, we'd like for you to write your own version of Rogers the musical.
1: Yeah, that'd be funny.
0: We're gonna yeah, we're gonna pretend to, this own, to
1: Watch the show first.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna basically pretend that you have access to all the money you need, and you have access to Lin Manuel Miranda and everybody else you need in order to write the music for it. Mm. And you know, we want you to come up with your own version of Rogers the musical, and just see how far she goes with it. So, um, I do have a couple of questions in the land of plot holes for me. The first one was okay, so we get that. There's a scene. There's a point where Yelena is hired, and we Mm -hmm. get that. that uh, that that um, Kate Bishop's mom is the one that hires her. Mm -hmm. I'm interested and curious as to why we never see Val. Although, yeah, if you see it, because and the reason I say that is because. If you didn't see Black Widow, you don't know that Val is kind of her handler. And so there's that little gap of window of, you know, when Clint says, well, somebody's hired a Black Widow. And it's assumed that they just called you later, like as a person. But we know for p- those who've watched Black Widow, we know that no, more than likely they called Val. So I feel like they should have Val should have at least showed up for a brief second, even if it's just her on the phone with, um, you know, with them, so that way they can go. Or, you know, even if you know, even if Kate Bishop's mom called Wilson Fisk, and then Wilson Fisk called Val. You know, I feel like Val should have been there because I feel like there's, I could tell you more than likely that's what happened, but I can't do it through the series because it doesn't show me that. You know what I mean? They're just to me it felt like they assumed that everybody knew that Val was involved with Elena somehow. so that was my one pothole. I my feel other like, one. Um. Oh, go ahead.
2: I feel like there's a pretty good chance that the showrunners didn't feel like that was a necessary thing to show because really it, do- okay. it it doesn't tie into anything in the story itself that Val was involved. And so all, all it would do was leave another thread for people that are not in the know. That way, if people are not in the know and they, they hear the explanation, somebody hired a black widow, that's all the explanation you need. And then they say, Wilson Fisk was involved with that. that that's all the explanation you need. Um, because it, introducing Val is going to be like, well, who's that? What does she do where what what is her whole thing um, which is what we're still trying to figure out at the moment. I mean, most comic book fans already know because they are smart uh, and read the source materials um, but for the majority of the public, it's gonna be more confusing in that sense so but that's what I think no I agree and I
1: think that. Uh, I don't think plot hole is the right word for this.
2: Yeah, because it's not really a plot hole.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so what would be a better word in that case?
2: It's just you would have liked something yeah. more?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's not taking away from the plot. Like It's not making the plot worse by not having that. Yeah. Because like you said, you, like you said yourself, you were able to piece it together just fine. But... It's. Uh, I think Jingles is right, and if we were to get really technical about the conversations that was had with Val, Val didn't say "I'm hiring you now" or like "you're going to be part of my team." Val said, "You want to see the man who killed your sister?"
0: Who killed your sister? And then she
1: handed her a picture of Hawkeye. Okay. And I'm sorry. then I, well, I, at that point, I assume, and I could be wrong, technically. I assume that Yelena just took it into her own hands, got some more information, and eventually got hired on by Kate's mom.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that 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 could track as well. I got that.
2: It's like in the same uh, same thing with uh, we we brought up Agents of Shield earlier mm-hmm. and Age of Ultron. Yeah, in the movie Age of Ultron, they don't say or show Coulson. They don't yeah. explain why they're there. All you need to know as far as Avengers goes and mm-hmm. tied together in the Avengers film by itself, mm-hmm. the Avengers were called to take care of Baron Strucker. Mm-hmm. And, and then that, they it did was it. a Hydra compound. It here. was a Hydra compound. Yeah. Right. That that's all that was necessary for that story. And like showing Val would then just force people to have more questions. Um, and okay. it, it just would be odd storytelling wise because she she is otherwise completely uninvolved with this story
1: I don't like how she's moving things in the shadows the shadows
0: Shadows. Um, I mean you know yeah I mean we we, we could eventually get that Baron, we could get that Baron Zemo reveal where maybe he's hooked up with her at some point or something that's that again. Later stuff and more like speculation. Good luck, uh, <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: He's anyway. over in a Wakandan prison.
0: You know. But, uh... But the... Another... The only other thing I could think about, really, is... The thing that I didn't really understand... I didn't... I don't know that I didn't understand it, or that I maybe more or less didn't agree with it. Um... If they were going to hint at Laura being um being uh, Mockingbird I feel like there should have been a more direct correlation I mean other than him kind of saying at the end it's like you know you need to be more careful with your stuff right, I'm looking it up
2: yep I'm gonna look it up
0: because of the fact that you know in the in the comics yes uh the character of Mockingbird was a, considered agent 19. So there's an understanding for that, but I feel like it would have been nice to either get like a a moment where there may be a picture where maybe she's with some SHIELD agents or something, or something to where, because it felt like, the, it, it, and we know that they whatever that watch was, we knew it had enough information on it to where they had access to Hawkeye's family through it. Because you yeah, had Wilson Fish in them, they grabbed music. the watch. Oh y'all i, know, I, I was
1: saying, do you want this one, bro, or do you want me to take it?
2: Uh, I wasn't listening to what was being said. I was reading. Oh, Okay. <laughs> what was sorry? That? Will was
1: making. Will was continuing to make a point. That it's all like I just want them to show to be more overt with the information that this lady is Mockingbird, and I and then uh, I didn't. I don't know if you had more to that, Will.
2: I know you. Sorry. No. I know.
1: I probably oh, interrupted done. you.
0: Uh,
2: and what what about what was what was said um, makes you think that she is Mockingbird?
0: The fact that it has a 19 on the back of the watch. Mm-hmm. And that in the comics, Agent 19 was used to refer to as Mockingbird's call number for Shield.
2: Okay. And I'm looking up Mockingbird right now. Um. Yeah, it's not it's not who he thinks it is. No, I know. Um and I don't see anything about the number 19 anywhere on here, but um I I I assumed from what I saw that she is a former Shield agent. That was the only thing that I uh put together from that scene. But, you know, I'm not super duper into um the lore of uh these characters so uh hawkeye or mockingbird or anybody for that matter let me see what i can see sorry this thing is taking
1: forever to load because i've got the information right here
2: yes
0: I'm just checking something here. I will read what I've got here, but.
2: Because the only thing that the MCU uh, page has for her is that she was called Agent 19. Yeah, that's it. That's all I see here. Yeah. Doesn't say anything about about Mockingbird. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just and I' and I'm looking at cbr.com Hawkeye Laura may be agent 19 but she shouldn't be mocking bird is what they advise Hawkeye revealed Laura Barton's secret history with shield but she shouldn't replace agent of Shield Bobby Morris as mockingbird right several episodes in the Hawkeye Clint and his wife Laura start talking about a particular Rolex discovered Rolex watch discovered in the ruins of a vicious compound it was connected to someone who had been out of the game for a long time, leading fans to speculate about who that might be. The most popular theory is that the watch belongs to Laura herself, implying that she had been a former Shield agent. In the Hawkeye finale, Clint returns the watch to Laura and tells her to be more careful with her things. After the couple exchange a found glance, Laura flips the watch over to reveal the Shield logo and the number nineteen engraved on the back. In the comics. Agent 19 is Bobby Morse, a.k.a. Mockingbird, a long-standing romantic interest of Clint. With Laura being Clint's only love interest in the MCU, this seems to be a cute nod to that. That said, know. Bobby Morse has already been introduced in the MCU, well, sort of, and then they talk about the Agent of Shield. Not so uh,
2: Straight up. Yeah.
0: No, it just says Bobby Morse has already been introduced in well, it. I'm, 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 okay. When I said sort of, I literally was just reading the article. Okay. That yes, said, okay. Bobby Morris has they already been of. introduced to the MCU dot, 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 sort of. Played by Adriana pa- pa- Palaki. Bobby yeah. was a lead character in seasons 2 and 3 of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., a yep. show that many fans still hold dear. Like all of the pre-Disney TV show, pre-Disney Plus TV show projects Marvel put out, S.H.I.E.L.D. Canosity is questionable now. Mm. Even so, both canosity canonic
1: yeah i'm stuck on that one too brother
0: canosity can i, canosity? I didn't realize that was a word
1: it's c-a-n-o yes yeah. yeah
0: no well it's it, the word canon is there no no, no, no. So I, I i'm trying
1: to read its implication yeah. like i think it would be better questionable to say now continuity
0: Yeah, I feel like that might be a better thing, even though both Vincent and and Charlie Cox improvise their dead roles in new, officially canon projects. So there's at least some precedent for characters from the TV shows to reappear, more or less as fans knew them. So then, of course, they're talking about her being there, Mockingbird was beloved by many fans, she almost got her own spinoff, Most Wanted, but that fell through and the character hasn't been seen since, since. In, season, in a season five episode of Shield, her partner on and off love again, interest Lance Tunner, reappeared to mention that the pair were still keeping busy doing whatever vigilante mercenary works they could get their hands on. They're both determined to do whatever good mm-hmm. they can, and they have. They though they had left Shield and relative stability of their old lives, thus it seems e- relatively easy to introduce reintroduce a pair in the official MCU canon. In this context, plus Pulaski herself expressed interest in returning. So there, there has been speculation that Laura Barton is just Bobby in disguise, completely disregarding the mockingbird the audience came to love on S.H.I.E.L.D. Hawkeye revealing that she owned a number 19 watch seems to imply that Laura was, in fact, Agent 19. But that doesn't mean that she's Bobby, nor should it. Not all S.H.I.E.L.D. agents get number titles. But it's a little absurd to think that there's only ever been one Agent 19, given that S.H.I.E.L.D. has had hundreds, possibly thousands of employees since its founding.
2: So, so what, what you're saying from this article that you just read right now?
0: Mm-hmm. Pretty much this all is wrong, which is fine. I
2: okay. <laughs>
1: I I literally in my brain imagined Will still like his head slowly going down as he's reading the article, <laughs> as the, as you and I across the table from him are still have our drinks in our hands. Yeah.
0: So bless yeah. you, Will. Thank no. you for grabbing that. Yes. Oh no problem. No problem. So yeah, so all that we but they in the comics, she
1: she's would not- be Mockingbird, right? But. Yeah, in the MCU, this is the closest we're just gonna get to a nod to them acknowledging that past. Yes,
2: right. It's more so, of a nod than anything else. Yeah, and even the article itself is all like, you shouldn't read too much into it. Yeah.
0: So there we go. There and we go. That's the lesson learned. All right. So in that case, so that regret's not really there then. So, <laughs> I feel like not really there. No so,
2: regrets. No regrets.
0: No uh, the only other thing I thought was really interesting was near the end of the series and, and it wasn't so much that it was ugly, it was more just something I was kinda like I I How do I put this? Um when Kate's mom goes to jail. And her whole thing is, so this is what heroes do. They arrest their mothers on Christmas. Oh, yeah, that line. Yeah. And you're going, woman, you know you're, kind of, you know you're in the wrong, right? Like, you're aware you're in the wrong. Like, you My keep thing, saying, like, the reason I did yeah. it was because I was trying to protect you. So I guess in her mind, but I feel like she kind of should have known that what she was doing wasn't exactly right. Dude, because I mean, she was trying to out. Way. She just said look. I was trying to get away with this. I was trying. I was trying to leave it all behind I know what I did was horrible, but I was trying to leave it all behind But then it's like what she said that was like she's leaning into the So
1: no, I I I love that line. I love that line because it's It's not it's not there for the audience to agree with or just for the audience to suddenly flip their opinion of her actions up to that point point. That's there for the audience to see just how far gone she is. You are yeah. even as I'm getting arrested for these crimes that I've clearly committed, I'm still trying I'm still like gonna throw some of the guilt back at you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well in the uh, comics, yeah. I don't know how far i will yeah. go into that, but in the comics, uh in the later Hawkeye series, the second arc of it. You find out that Kate Bishop's mom becomes the new Madam Mask. So, like I said, if we get a sequel to Hawkeye, we may find we may get more. You know, okay. where she kind of she's. In, he was.
1: He was cutting out a little bit. Kate Bishop's mom becomes the new what?
0: The new Madam Mask.
1: Madam Mask. Oh, Madam Matt
0: Ooh,
1: I like so, Madam
0: Mask. Yeah so she becomes a new matter mask so there's there's that whole Hinkle, hinkle. in it so that'll be interesting Hiccup, up I mean, Hinkle we
2: still we still haven't gotten lady Hydra so like I don't care <laughs> 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 As he shrugs can we and get then backs up with the shrug can we get some femme fatale bad guys please it's, I'm uh I'm down for it it's just
1: well, weird. I mean, we
0: are getting uh, Thundera and uh, Thundera uh She-Hulk.
2: Mm, can we get a good villain? Ben Fatale? <laughs> 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 I joke, of course. I don't know anything about Thundera. <laughs> well, hold on, A
0: h- woman who physically can go toe to with She-Hulk. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, did he say a hoss of a woman?
0: Yes.
2: Nice. I, say a nice. I don't know if you knew this, but he's from Tennessee. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yes.
1: That's why he yes, loves hos matches so much.
3: <laughs>
2: he what? wants to Look, he, he wants it all to be hot matches. He just wants all like big sweaty men throwing <laughs> each other around, doing leg drops on each other. That'd be great. Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> One that's of my why favorite we liked, characters, uh, That's been why I liked
1: Kingpin so much because he's like an MCU hoss. He's mm-hmm.
0: a big old hoss. But dude. Yeah. So I mean good. Yeah. He he is that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh yeah. Big old a hoss of a girl. She just played by uh the girl from the good place, whose name I can't think of right now.
2: I don't I didn't watch the good place. Um so but yeah, I don't I anyway, don't I don't wanna speculate farther down the line. Yeah. Right now, I just want to yeah. focus on what did we get. Yeah. And that's, how did we I feel that, about it? I think
1: that's really important. And
2: I think personally, overall, um, I thought it was a really good package. Like there's really no m- real complaints. I think um I just wasn't as excited with it as I thought it was gonna be. I don't wanna say that okay. it was boring because it's not boring, but uh I don't know. I, I Maybe I wanted more action. I don't know. Uh, and once again, I still highly recommend it for anybody to watch because it's good. And maybe some people are going to like it more than I do. And I think that'll be good if that happens. But personally, I was yeah. like, ah, I, it was okay. I I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. But now I'm at the point where I can be more picky about what I like in the MCU and not like. So. Um, gotcha. Yep. When, when are they going to incorporate Cloak and Dagger?
1: I...
0: F- well, i mean,
2: <laughs> All right. I'll be- I, mean, they- mm, I have some oh. feelings on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have Don't some what? feelings on that. <laughs> Express.
3: Go ahead. Express I your feelings. I
1: want them to bring in Cloak and Dagger, but I want them to get good treatment.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I have been... In a Lord, of you you weren't a fan of the Hulu...
0: You uh, weren't a fan of the Hulu cloak and dagger that we got then is what you're saying
1: my brother it was it was uh f- it was free form that we got it on yeah you're not wrong which i don't it's like abc free form i think is what it's called hmm. yeah but it was on tv it was on basic cable which is a death sentence for a superhero show
2: they really thought it was going to succeed i guess yeah wasn't as bad as the Inhumans, uh, but
0: that's a whole other thing. Mm,
2: When are they going to reincorporate Inhumans? When are they
1: going to bring the Inhumans back here? I
2: saw Darth Vader! (laughs) I
1: saw Darth Vader and I clapped! (laughs) (laughs)
3: A-T-S-T!
1: Welcome to being a Star Wars fan now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's so cool... That uh, that like these characters, like these things that we were basically told to disregard, as we're never gonna see any more of them again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us just like built up the theory that we would never see Daredevil again, or like l- like let alone a bunch of other Netflix stuff ever again, because we we're like, oh, it's too adult, it's too dark. They would like they would never fit in the new MCU. And now we're being shown otherwise. And it feels so good. So good. Yep. Um, And look, I don't need... When the Punisher will eventually show up in the MCU, I don't need it to be the exact same as the Netflix Punisher. Because Hopefully I trust right Marvel symbol. enough to know how to handle that character well enough within the MCU. But man, yeah, I would actually like Cloak and Dagger to get a better treatment.
2: Yeah. I like Cloak and I, I hope Dagger. I do. I Cloak love, love Cloak and Dagger. I hope for, they
1: do. Cloak and Dagger is great for the romantics. Yes. Because...
2: It's all about like the depth of their relationship and how they're bound to each other. You guys well, then, remember when Cloak and Dagger got sick punked by some teenagers in Runaways? <laughs> and they were like, "Wow, they sent D-list heroes to kind of to try and stop Shut us."
1: Shut up, Runaways! <laughs> you guys barely even have names.
2: <laughs> There's Lucy in the sky, wait, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> wait,
0: what should we? Wait, what should we do? We should run away. <laughs> You got it. We should <laughs>
1: run away, and then a hard cut to the title screen if it going bra
2: <laughs> people doing bad, bad things." There were things, uh, doing doing things about that show I
0: loved all along, but gosh, it just didn't. Uh, it felt like it took forever to get to some plot points, and. Uh, uh,
2: that seems to be a big problem with, like, syndicated TV shows. Yeah. Because they, they have to fill, like, 24 episodes per season, mm-hmm. and so they have to fill in time. And for, like, an episodic series, like a cartoon, yeah, they can just have individual stories that wrap up by the end of every single episode. Right. But if you have a long-form story, you have to fill it in with dumb stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you have to just sit there and wait for Daredevil to... Unheck himself for thirty-seven episodes before he's all like, "I'm okay. I'm going to be Daredevil again." You know,
1: I thought you were about to say that sometimes they just drop the ball and we have to sit there for two and a half episodes of Karen having a flashback of why her dad hates her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I look, man. <laughs> like I liked the Daredevil show, but there were times where I'm like, "Can we move along, please?" Can we play? Why did we need that? Why but,
1: did we need that? Same thing with like. We, the, with the final season of Star Wars, of uh, Clone Wars. hmm And I, I literally turned to you and him Boss Josh, and I said, yo, did those Martez sisters just waste us on three episodes? Yes. We literally just wasted three episodes on those characters that we don't care about.
2: Yeah. No, to be fair, I hated one. Oh, that's I true. was cool with the other one. All right, fair. Um, but... Yeah, uh, it it seems to be less of a problem uh, for streaming shows because they can just say however many episodes are they're going to be making for that season, and usually uh-huh. it's like eight, and I think that's I'm totally fine because I feel like the pacing is so much better in that case, the pacing in One Division and in a uh, um, uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier. Um, the Uh pacing is good because they had exactly enough episodes for what they wanted to tell. Yeah. Uh Um, And it works better. And that's why I like movies a lot because you have to tell a story in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, Some movies do it better than others, but um, there's no like standard for how long an episode has to be and no standard for how many episodes you have to put out. You just have mm-hmm. to make enough to make people happy. I mean, I yeah. recently watched the Watership Down miniseries. That's four episodes, and each episode is an hour is that long. Is the one with the rabbits? Say? Wow. Yes. Wow. That's the one with the rabbits. Okay. Um, okay. I really like the I haven't book. checked
0: that out yet. I need to watch it.
2: Read the book. Read the book. It's really good. <laughs> it's a real good book. Okay. It's made for kids, so it's easy to read. Right. <laughs> um, okay. And, you know, your, your boyfriend, John Boyega, is in it, so... Um, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, ti- 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 ti. I love John Boyega, and he plays the best rabbit, so uh, he, he really shines in, in the miniseries, and I really enjoy it. John McVoy's in it as well, uh, but I don't... I don't remember so the young getting- <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, and it's so funny because he's doing a British accent for it, and he's very Scottish. Like he's, if you ever see him in interviews, his Scottish accent is as thick as pea soup. Sure is.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like watching, it's kind of like watching Colin Farrell when he does interviews for real versus most of his time when he's acting. And yeah. it's like, I don't understand how he covers all that up. I just don't. But to
2: be fair, I feel like uh, Colin Farrell's Irish accent isn't as egregious as, uh, Malkavoy's, uh, Scottish, Scottish accent. accent. Well, it's
1: pretty damn thick.
2: Yeah, I think he might be from Glasgow. And, like, I, as I've, I learned this term recently, Glaswegians historically are difficult to understand. <laughs> and oh, I didn't yeah. say that. I, 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 I watched a video that was all like top 10 most difficult to understand accents yeah. from Great Britain. Yeah. And Glaswegian was like number three. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> but I can understand Drew well. McIntyre
2: yeah well he he might not be glaswegian probably not and he i i also realized that if the the person themselves is performing in the united states um they have to speak more clearly so that us big dumb americans can can hear through their thick accents and so gotcha. drew, Mc, drew mcintyre he's he talks very clearly for you know Or else, how else is he going to get over? That's true. He's not going to get over by being a big, cool guy.
0: Well, (laughs) I mean, Roman Reigns did.
2: Roman Reigns is not over in my heart. No, he's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Negatory. All right, quick thing, by the way. Quick side note, since I mentioned Roman. Yeah. Uh, So, Roman was supposed to be at the day one show that happened yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, they pulled Roman off of a bunch of the shows the week before because apparently there was a huge COVID outbreak. Because, like, Seth Rollins, at least, was the first person and the only person to say they had COVID. Because, I guess, he's picking up. Vince won't fire him for saying he has it. Right. Uh, but then, next thing you know, like, Saturday morning, Roman, the fir- January 1st, 2022, he puts up a thing on Twitter saying, I wanted to defend my Universal Championship. But, um... But uh, apparently, uh, yeah, I tested positive for COVID, so I'm not going to be there, you know, for the next little bit while I quarantine, you know, and everything. And so the, Vince's call was, and see if you've ever heard this before, Vince's call was they had a 4-on-4 match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, the big he has. So Brock came in, was added to that match, just added the last minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Not only was he added to the Fatal Four Way to bring it to the Fatal Five Way, but then he pinned Big E for the championship. I'm like, Brock Lesnar does not like the members of the New Day at all. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly think Brock is sitting there going, "Like, okay, these dudes cannot have the belt around me. If they have the belt around me, I need to either beat them in eight seconds or pin them in the middle of the ring." So Brock is once again the world heavyweight champion. He beat Big E to get it. Awesome! Yeah. Why Something can't Big
2: e, why, why can't Big E have nice things?
0: <laughs> why can't any what Brock Lesnar? I'm gonna say it now. Brock Lesnar. Every time the New Day has been involved in Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar's always gone over. Yep. Every single time, there was a Saudi Arabian show where it was supposed to be him versus uh, him versus uh, Kofi. In a match. This is for Kofi Mania and all that stuff. Brock, at one point, F5s all three members of the New Day. Went over big. Okay. Then Kofi has the belt. Kofi, Kofi Mania is going wild. Kofi does The first night back on, on Fox, Kofi gets beaten in less than eight seconds by Brock Lesnar. Then, you know, then now, of course, they put him into this match with Big E and he pins Big E to win the championship. Like, you, it's a fail five way. He could have pinned anybody else. <laughs> anybody else and taking taken that belt and been fine. You didn't have to pin the champion. But they did. And so then the next thing I think is going to happen, because uh, Xavier Woods is king of the ring, at some point they're, they're, Brock's going to find a way to take that from him too. It's just going to be everything. Brock's just going to be anti-New Day until he's gone. In my mind. But that's, uh, that, again, personal thing, nothing to do with what we're talking about. We're going to move on.
3: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it feels like we've moved on for a little while
2: now. I, I, I wasn't <clears> sure. I thought
1: I was rolling in even farther out thinking that we were done.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but pretty much, I don't feel like as far as Hawkeye just ending up, just saying basically, uh, it was a real good show. Um, you know, and that's really about it. I mean, it's, it's a good show. Yeah. They did a really good job with it, I feel like. Uh, of it course we're not gonna have any Marvel shows to talk about until She Hulk, I think. Oh man. So, of course, we'll have She Hulk movies. I think She Hulk's the next one for the shows. What's the next one? Know you know know we got Doctor this? Strange and the multi we got Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness for the movies. Okay. That's in March, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, we gotta talk about Spider Man. But we'll yeah, talk about
0: it later. Yeah. That that's that's coming. That's for certain. Cause yeah, there's no way home, man. That 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 doesn't have any ramifications for the MCU at all. Like,
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think most things are pretty much going to stay the same.
0: Yeah, but that ending though, man. Boy, I really Why they're
2: going to stay the same? Boy, we're going to talk about it next <laughs> Later. time. Later, we're talking about yep. Hawkeye in this one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yep, we, we are. Yep, Hawkeye's done. I, I, I think we're good with that. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first of all, by the way, welcome to Backspider. I've missed you.
1: Thank you. I missed you too, man.
0: And, uh, of course, Jingles has been Jingles has been right there. So thank you, Jingles, for continuing to rock with me on this as well. Absolutely. And um, appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. Uh, and above all else, be blessed, be a blessing to somebody as we rock into this new year. Take care, guys.